0: Go ahead and open up your ears, your mind, and whatever else you need. You're listening to Talk Dirty to Me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Dirty to Me podcast, where three friends with three different perspectives talk about sex, kink, and other lifestyle related things. Today we have no Casey, but we do have Stephanie back. We just had a most glorious trip from Europe, which please, please, please update us. But
1: oh, it was amazing.
0: And before we do that, I do want to introduce our guest for this episode. This is Aura. Aura's an old friend of mine. I've known, I've known him for years, and we've watched each other grow into our kinkier, slutty selves as life has continued. And they have so many interesting stories and, (laughs) and, you know, interesting perspectives on things.
2: Hi, guys. I'm Aura. It's really great to be here today. Super excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we are definitely going to get into hearing the stories and just hearing beautiful things about your life and talking about sexy things, get your profile. But before we do that, Stephanie, tell us about your trip, please. Mm
2: -hmm,
1: Please. Yes. Man, it was pretty magical. It was one of those things where Luke and I rented a car. We landed in Italy, like Southern Italy in Naples and drove all the way up to Germany was kind of like, we have friends that live in Munich and they had invited us to Oktoberfest. So we basically got the car and just picked Airbnbs out and we got so lucky um, because we kind of like veered off the beaten path because I didn't want to do things like Rome Rome so we stayed in Tivoli which was like outside of Rome and in a national park and we stayed with views that were just out of this world gorgeous and then we stayed on like a family farm outside of Florence and it was incredible and then we traveled to Slovenia and that was actually my favorite country of all the countries we visited like near and dear to my heart we stayed with a family on their farm there they made us homemade brandy we drank homemade brandy with a 97 year old woman it was pretty incredible then we moved on to munich germany and had the ultimate ultimate oktoberfest experience like luke wore lederhosen i wore a dirndl and we went with just a bunch of germans to oktoberfest and it was it was so much for my brain to take in like it is such a i've never seen anything like that in my life And then we moved on to Switzerland and it was incredible. And then I came home and I'm just I'm you know there's people who are like are ready to come home after a vacation and that is never me i if since I was a kid I just I'm never ready to come home I was so sad to leave but I was so grateful for the experience it was 16 amazing days that
2: sounds amazing
1: yeah
0: I mean I only really want to come home for vacation really when I'm with stressful people yeah like
1: yeah I'll totally va- I'll vacation this was like meeting like so many incredible like again we got really lucky because we didn't like have a itinerary and I know that, that can sound stressful to a lot of people but we just picked the Airbnb the night before and drove to that next location and it was like we picked places that were hosted by people cuz we wanted to kind of like meet people from that area and learn the culture and eat the food and oh the food mm, I, so good It was all so good yeah, it was I've just great before
2: yeah. when i was young and oh my goodness i want to go back so bad it was so beautiful there everyone was so nice and Do welcoming it.
1: It was so nice. I I cried when we left our Airbnb in in Slovenia because they were just so incredibly welcoming and kind and loving. And it was just, it was a lot of really good human interaction experience. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to have to, one of these days when I'm more independently wealthy, I'm just, I'm going to go everywhere. I'm not going backpacking. I will be taking forms of transportation that don't involve me walking, but I will go everywhere.
1: (laughs) Felt... No, you, you really can. You can do it. It's it's doesn't have to be expensive. Like, especially like Italy was, we were having like a meal with a bottle of wine and, you know, an appetizer. And it was like coming out to like 27 euros like right. it just because we weren't i wasn't eating in the heart of rome because i don't want to be in busy places with busy people i just that's not my style the internet is lovely i can look the coliseum up online we drove by it and it was bleeding out people and i was like that looks terrible no <laughs> oh, thank you
0: <laughs> i was having a conversation with somebody about like i don't really care to go to like landmarks and stuff Th- like that their only benefit is to see them visually and i'm like i can look at them right now yeah. i don't want to <laughs> I'm like, like, I know I can see what Niagara Falls looks like. Unless I'm going to jump into it or anything. I'm just like, "Eh, there it is. But yeah.
1: Right. But like, Glarus, Sud, Switzerland is not like on any big maps or like they don't have incredible crowd bringing attractions but it was like like visually my eyes has have never seen beauty like that ever in my life and we were on a farm and it was cheap but it was like how is this cheap this is like what people pay so much for (laughs) that you know like you would think so people would pay so much for it's like you don't have to it doesn't have to be crazy expensive If, if you don't care about luxury hotels which I do not or first class seats or anything like that you can do Europe for a good yeah. price.
0: All right. I'll, I'll save my pocket change we'll get it done. Okay. I'll
1: say this. A week in Disneyland is a Disney World is more expensive. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Well Well, you know, Disney's trying to I'm not gonna get into that. I will not disparage Disney. Don't come for me. All right. So hi Aura.
2: Hello. Hey,
0: so we like to start off by, you know, introduce all of your your how do you identify in, you know, the kink BDSM world. What would you call yourself if somebody asked?
2: Well, I'd probably just start by saying I'm aura. I'm polyamorous. That's usually my biggest one. I'm demisexual, pansexual. Basically, if we vibe and we have a good connection, it's something I'm willing to see through. Generally, I know right now I'm in a little bit of a different situation. It's a little overwhelming at times, but it's been a really beautiful time I've been having.
0: Nice. so what's this what is your situation currently
2: so i'm married to my wonderful husband of seven years i'm also seeing this wonderful guy and i'm starting to see his best friend as well and they're also seeing each other
0: the best friend and the guy yeah okay, we'll, we'll go we'll go guy one <laughs> and be, best best friend guy for names
2: <laughs> okay
0: so so, guy one and best friend guy are together, and you just started dating best friend guy.
2: Uh, well, actually, the best friend is non-binary.
0: Best, best friend, Non-bi- best friend NB.
2: Yeah, NB, femme presenting, absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. I'm low-key in love with him, but we haven't gone there yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they know now. They know now. This is this is how this is how you tell people.
2: Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just going to send this to them, and that's how I'm going to tell them. That's going to be my big gesture
0: i did a whole podcast just to tell you that i love you how do you feel
2: i mean i'm actually <laughs> if you want to know the whole plan i don't know whether i want to do it at a pumpkin patch or i'm going to take them to spirit halloween and mm-hmm. under their big display of their little haunted house thing i was gonna give them a little a little speech maybe hold their hands <laughs> like,
0: yes do that <laughs> do that
2: and then i'll and, and then I'm i'll like... show them the podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: where then they'll know that it was premeditated and you thought it through because it had this will happen. Before. <laughs> they actually do that that's gonna be cute they
2: actually have a long-term boyfriend as well and yeah. I've been talking to him about this for a while
0: yes see you have just described my favorite thing about polyamory you get a group of compulsive people and you get to like you know like gang love people like from all different directions and being like what better resource is there to being like I want to do something special for this person that I really love hello that person's husband teach me
2: yeah <laughs> no seriously he hit up he hit up me and then i guess we'll just say the guy partner is partner number one he had me and partner number one and was like hey their birthday's coming up what do we want to do and so we just all three sat there and planned out their birthday party and it was such yeah. a good time
0: oh. yeah i'm i'm currently seeing someone who's has two other partners and I know one of them really well. And I've worked with a, worked with the third one and we have a running bit that we call ourselves the council. <laughs> so, I love so, that so much. Like, there, there's like, we've mm-hmm. been in the council group chats to like handle particular things and make birthday special and do any support things that we need to do. And so, and it's like, it, it, it's great. It's great. That, that is a lovely new type of connection with a person. Like I'm not in a relationship with their other partners but I know them were cool and that's like an, another cool way to connect with people especially since one of them's been a friend of mine for a really long time yeah for and so sure. I was like I I, I think it's great. great yeah. so you mentioned that it was stressful complicated difficult sometimes what, what's going on there
2: sometimes so partner number one has never really been poly the only experience he ever had was a negative one but mm-hmm. Almost everyone around him is Polly and so he has seen it work and knows that it can and we're just absolutely head over heels in love with each other so he's been willing to make this work and he's been going to therapy working on his his own stuff the problem is sometimes we have minor communication issues which lead me and me being Woo! Uh, (laughs) uh, I have thought he has broken up with me like twice, which was not the case. It was just the words he used, which made me read into it a different way. And I mean, granted, valid, like the things that he said, none of them were horrible. Like he was totally valid in his expression of emotions. It was just it, it wasn't what he meant. It's like his words and actions were not matching. In like the opposite way, because most of the time when people say that, you know, it's like their words are all these big grand ideas and like things that they'll do, but they never do them. His was the opposite of like his words were like, oh, this can't happen. But what he meant was he needed space and time to process his emotions, to not project them onto me. Cause he knows that he tends to do that. So we have this like agreement of like, this is what we need to communicate. But yeah, we recently had that happen again. And so I was like, listen, (laughs) I need you to specifically say we are okay. You did nothing wrong. I just need my processing time for a little bit. We'll work through this. Like we always do. Just, just something. Cause 'cause my brain, if you tell me anything else and you tell me you're feeling bad, I will immediately assume it's my fault. And that everything's yep, done. I, it's like one thing goes wrong. You're over it.
0: Yep. I, I you know, I'm autistic. I got two autistic children. i fairly certain my partner's autistic. I am all for script cheat sheets. Yes. And I'm like, listen, because like one of the ways that I've described, like how my language processing works with autism is, is like, there is the thing that's right in front of my brain to say, like what I would say automatically without doing any processing whatsoever. And my understanding of what you're saying, that's what I would read is the very first thing. If it isn't that, then it's everything. Yep. All at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm 35 and I've been doing this my whole life, and I've built trees and systems to be like, okay, it's probably not all of these things by taking in these clues and these clues, it's maybe this and maybe that. And so I'm gonna proceed with the information system being this, and hopefully that's right. And that's exhausting. So I love it when it's just like, hey, if situation A happens, say these words and we'll be good. I'm like, great, memorized. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah, I basically just gave him a script because little little background on that last one. So their birthday party, it was me, partner number one, partner number two, which is them. And then their partner was there. partner number one decides to leave. And I had way too much to drink that night. And he was joking around with me and said something about along the lines of, Oh, are you going to get with uh, partner number two's partner and i was like absolutely i am if anything i'm gonna do them both like i'm totally staying here we're gonna be in the same bed it's fine and like him not used to like hearing these things and we don't generally talk about like the intimate stuff just out of comfort he knows it's happening and like the communication is there on that but no details need to be shared
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar thing with over
2: you. right and her their partner was never on my mind necessarily we're definitely attracted to each other but I always ignored it was just like no I want to focus on partner number two for now let this relationship blossom before I even think about it because I've been so overwhelmed with partner number one my emotions are just very intense over there and so it's hard to navigate as it is and I just don't want to <laughs> accidentally add more to my plate <laughs>
0: Um, hey understandable that's polysaturated is a, is a real thing exactly I, I, I very much enjoy that wordplay. by the way uh, i'm just like <laughs> polysaturated polysaturated
2: But yeah, so anyway, I hadn't been thinking that the entire night, like even before I got to that point of drinking, I was constantly thinking about keeping both of my partners happy in that moment, like making sure nobody was feeling any type of way, no one was getting more attention than the other. I was just very focused on keeping everything going smoothly, which I tend to put on myself when I don't need to, but...
0: I was was about to bring up, but yeah,
2: I'm very aware I don't need to do that. But just with the fact that they've been best friends for so long, I already felt like I was getting in between that when I got involved with partner number one in the first place, which I've expressed to both of them. And we're like still kind of working through these emotions because partner number two feels the same way. And it's like everything, you know, was going smoothly until I came back in the picture romantically. They expressed that to me one time, and it's obviously not true. We're all separate. There's separate things going on. But, you know, when there's previous relationships to be had, it kind of all just intertwined. But anyway, so he's not used to hearing that stuff. So it kind of set him on a little spiral a little bit. But I had no intentions that night. However, drinky. (laughs) And I ended up in bed with both of partner number two and her, their partner, and they fell asleep and he confessed his attraction to me. We ended up kissing. And so the next morning when partner number one confronted me about what I said, he was like, has anything been going on? Because if it is that's something like, because it's someone I know, I feel like we should talk about that. And I was like, to be honest, I had no intentions of it, but yes. And so... That's when partner number one said that he was unsure about polyamory and like his he was just like having a hard time dealing with jealousy in the moment and that's all he was saying was like I don't know what to do because I'm feeling this way but I I just don't know how to handle these emotions at the moment but I took it as like I just read the first line of like I don't know if I can do polyamory this is really hard I took that and ran with it and I just with, with him I have a problem of just accepting things and you know in order to save the friendship because he means so much to me and like the last thing I want is for anything to end nasty and for him not to be in my life anymore. So if he's If he starts feeling a type of way or needs to take a step back or end things, I am fully supportive. Like, even if it hurts me, I'm like, no, like, take it, like, do your thing. So I gave him space. And then he came over the following Wednesday, came in acting all cute, holding my hand, just being like, I missed you so much. I'm so glad to see you. And I just started breaking down, crying, like, wait, it's not over. And he was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I had been in such a deep spiral for days and like my husband was sitting there being the supportive loving man that he is and is just ah I love that man yeah.
0: he's he's a champion he's a champion he's also known him for a long time He the he's great yeah Stephanie you look like you're gonna say something
1: yeah no I was just thinking that's the sweetest thing like the support system I'm you have is amazing I'm so very
2: grateful for my support system I know years ago I wouldn't have been able to see it but I don't know what changed in me but I'm really glad that I have, oh, what's the word for it? I have the awareness now. As much as I'm comforted by my depression and sadness that I go through, I'm very aware that I'm not alone and I am I have wonderful people to support me. I may have trouble reaching out when I'm feeling that way, but I never worry about going too far off the deep end because these people are here for me.
0: Yeah, we'll come get you. Yeah, we all know. It's amazing. Swim. Thank
1: amazing, you. Amazing, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I think that's another really beautiful thing about poly. And when people like ask me about it, like what you do and how do you do things? I was like, look, there's basically three ground rules is you don't lie to yourself ever. I was like in a monogamous relationship, not being self-aware ha- can cause so many problems. It is multiplied by ten thousands if you're lying to yourself, because, you know, if you if you don't let emotions out, they're going to come out sideways when they come out sideways and it affects. Two, three, five, 10 people, it gets worse and worse. So just don't lie to yourself, mm-hmm. right? You can decide what you are and aren't going to say, but just be honest with yourself to be like, I feel jealous. I'm mad about this. This doesn't feel good. Just, it is true don't lie to yourself yeah number two number two is say do all the talking <laughs> say all the words communicate those feelings that you're not lying to yourself about because everybody has to have as much information as they can to make good choices and then rule number three is get a shared google calendar
2: oh my god <laughs> just
0: because it's that's the thing that'll get you because this might be the autistic part but like I have many things I have things color-coded in such a way so I have like a visual color signal of like neglect (laughs) and so yeah because I'm enjoying my life I'm like Stephanie I'm gonna go out to Europe and go what feels good and what leads good and I, I will easily be like super jamming the experience I'm having with a person and not have looked up and texted someone for 3 weeks.
2: Absolutely. Uh, that feels bad. I am I am <laughs> the same way. I've come I haven't felt the need for a Google calendar as of recently as I'm only really seeing my husband and my two partners. But back in the day, I used to actually <laughs> carry around with me a physical I called it my dick appointment calendar. It was just this little planner. I was also in my K-pop phase, so it was BTS, of course. Which is hilarious because, like, you know, BTS is like the... I guess they really popped off with the kids in the U.S.? So they were seen as like a kid boy band. And I mean, I I knew it wasn't necessarily that, but in the U.S. it was. And so I thought it was funny that that was yeah. my dick appointment calendar. And I used that so often. And the times when I would forget to use it, I would find myself double
1: booking myself. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, oh man, Laura, have you and your husband been poly um, from no. the beginning? No, so
2: we met when I was fifteen. He had no interest in me. Of course, he was—he was nineteen yeah. when we met, and he completely brushed me off as he should. Um, (laughs) But we we were friends because we worked together. So we got close. He kind of tutored me through high school. And then I graduated. And by that point, we had kind of acknowledged that we felt romantically towards each other, just because it had been so long. And we just clicked so well. He took me to Austin, we just never left (laughs) for my graduation trip. Mm -hmm. But no, it was probably... About four years, almost four years into it, it was a couple months before we got married where he sat me down and he wanted to make a Tinder account. To boost his self-confidence is what he said. And first thought, first reaction was absolutely not. It's not that I don't trust you, but I don't trust other people on there, you know? And he's like, I don't want to chat with anybody. I just, you know, want to see if I get matches. And I was like, nope. But then that made me think about it. And for about a week, I couldn't stop thinking about how, what if he did meet someone on Tinder? What if they were really cool? What if he had a really good date? What if they had sex after? And I realized I didn't really care about those things. I was, I would have just been happy that he was going out there and socializing. And so I went up and and then I thought about Mm -hmm. how I got with him when I was so young. I never really got to experience dating as an adult and, or at least having sex with other people. You know, I mean, I was kind of, it's kind of wild as a teenager, but you know, at the time I was like, Did I really experience anything, though? I was a teenager. (laughs) So I sat down with him again and I brought it up and I was like, you know what, if you want to make a Tinder account, that's fine. But I would like the ability to do so as well. And then that kind of opened up the conversation of, well, what if? And then we just kept asking each other these questions. And it turned out he was on the exact same page I was. We weren't in a place to do any kind of romantic relationships so we were probably considered more ENM back then but sorry hold oh on. ethical it, non-monogamy E&M? so which is which it falls probably, under okay, the yeah, umbrella duh, of polyamory but it's kind of like yeah it, right, right, right. just no romantic okay. feelings just friends with benefits or yeah
1: that's interesting to me that that is considered like that, the word ethical. Like, it, it does anybody have a problem with that? Oh, because, yeah. like, what makes something ethical, and then the other thing not ethical? Like, just because there's romantic feelings, that all of a sudden makes no, it the, not ethical um, anymore.
2: It doesn't have to do with the romantic aspect. It's basically ethical non-monogamy is where there's communication involved. While well, non, well, non-ethical non-monogamy would be like cheating or hiding things, things outside of the well, boundaries.
1: I see. Okay. Yeah and gotcha, a lot of gotcha. people
0: in like the polyamorous community are working to change that phrase to consensual non-monogamy oh okay. because they have the same they have the same qualm gotcha. that you do that it's like it's like well it's not like we call monogamy ethical monogamy and it then it like further makes the case that like one is good and one is bad but you know i am exhausted with certain forms of like tone policing and virtue signaling about stuff. I'm just, especially being autistic. I'm like, can we just pick, just just give me a list of what the words I'm supposed to say are, please.
2: <laughs> that's what because I want. Y'all are, give me y'all a
0: list. Even, I know. <laughs> I was like, y'all aren't saying what you mean. And I was like, which, what do you mean? What do you want? I was like, be just look at the people in front of you. Yeah. Ask them what they need and want and do that. That's, that's the rule. What do we want to call that? We'll pick three random letters. We'll call it that. And everybody knows it. We got it. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I was like I was thinking you were meaning like before you involved romantic relationships, that's what made it ethically oh, non monogamous no. it Yeah, it's just communication. But I yeah. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, I totally yeah. understand. I've definitely that. heard
0: people who have that boundary for sure, that it's just like you can't have romantic feelings about other people. And I flinch when I see that hear that. I'm just like, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that worked out.
2: Looking back, <laughs> I kind of was like, wow, you're literally like that you're still cutting yourself off at a point, like say you make a really great connection, and then it's just cut off like, Oh, well, now I have romantic feelings. So this doesn't feel right anymore. Because I know when I'm with that person, I'm going to be expressing that. And that's technically breaking that boundary within my relationship with my husband. But over time, You know, I met up, I went on a lot of dates. I slept with a lot of people. It didn't really change until I met up with an old friend's partner, She happened to be visiting Austin and she was going through a breakup and invited me over to her hotel room. And that's how I found out that they were Polly, too, because she was like, I broke up with my girlfriend and I was like, aren't you with him? Like, what did y'all break up? And she was like, no, we're Polly. And I was like, someone else? it's not just me doing (laughs) this shit you can have like you do romantic relationships how does that work like i because i was still dealing with a lot of jealousy stemming stemming from insecurities i think it was more internal insecurities and insecurities in my relationship because i've always felt pretty solid with my husband but I definitely wasn't in a place but I had realized shortly after that I was like oh what if I have feelings for her and so I talked to him about it my I talked to my husband about it and at first he had the same reaction when he asked me about the tender he was like I'm not comfortable with that that's not something I really see happening we can talk about this a little bit later and so we gave it a little bit more time nothing ever happened with her I still love her We're still great friends, but it was kind of more like a, this is an idea in my head and I don't really know how I'm feeling yet. It was just also new to me.
1: Wow. Y'all's communication is like so beautiful. And it's so incredible that you, like you said, you got together so young, but that you've allowed each other to grow. You've grown together. Like, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily meant that you've had to grow apart, you know, like, and I think that that is something that there's a lot of people out there that fear holds them back from allowing themselves to even grow let alone their partner and so it's really cool that y'all have given each other the space and the like permission's the wrong word because right. we don't need permission from other people but just just the freedom the yeah. being on each other's team mm. is really rad right. freedom and, that's and the, the right and, word oh, go ahead
0: yeah and like and for people who like don't know the like cuz again I've I've known I've known Aura since forever like me and their older sibling have been friends since I was in college coming up on 20 years. So when I heard about her husband it, to begin with <laughs> and I I was like I definitely was just like relative that i know i'm watching just you send the text and i'll come kick people but i I literally i i I watched very carefully because you know that 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 setup could have could lead to bad things but he was nothing but a gentleman he did everything right he's still doing everything right i've known him for years and years and years and full vouch he's solid
2: definitely Um, oh that's
0: amazing
2: (laughs) it's kind of funny so we ended up gearing into it like I was going towards a romantic relationship when this guy I met on Tinder totally manipulated me into a relationship. But this is kind of how our conversations kind of started. Well, not started, but we started seriously considering like fully being open and free and just trusting each other and letting those connections grow and not holding back from anything like that. Because there was a couple of dudes I met that were really cool. And I kind of thought about pursuing more never worked out, but it would have been nice to like maybe explore that back then. I'm kind of glad it didn't though, because other things have come out since then. <laughs> uh, like I was not making the best choices back then. The people I was seeing was, I just... I think I was just too excited to be out and about again. If I'm honest.
0: Oh yeah, we, we've all we've all done it, and I got I had a I've had a couple of people on my pile list, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, probably should have done that. I
2: learned a lot from that <laughs> first relationship since being married, and I learned a lot of signs to look out for, which I promptly ignored in the second relationship I had.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, oh, these are some great things to look out for, and then it happened again tenfold. I dated somebody for like over a year and a half recently. Well, I guess it was almost a year ago now. It's not that recent. He
0: moved. Yeah. The, Mr. I, I don't eat pussy. Yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah. Is that? Too, I guess that's oh. I identities. <laughs> oh. I
2: mean, actually. Uh,
0: he's not He's not going to listen. No.
2: No, he's not. I
0: actually don't care if he listens.
2: I, I really don't. He can listen to it all he wants.
1: <laughs> but I would, I would imagine there's more than one Mr. I don't eat pussy. You know what? Correct.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're. You have lots of company.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's see. I. I actually. I keep track of everyone I've ever slept with. I have a list on my phone. I have all the names in order oh. of when they happened. And the teenage ones, I did.
1: <laughs> I thought you kept. <laughs> When you said kept, keep track, I was like, like, you like check in with them? like, no, like but you I like did keep make a today. survey. Oh, newsletter? Wow.
0: Oh my I God, I love that. That was one time. of my favorite segments of your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, it was when the
2: pandemic happened and like, I was kind of freshly, so we opened up in December of 2019. And we got married the day everything shut down due to COVID in March. So I had four months of hooking up with people before, you know, we just all stayed home. And...
1: Before it became illegal.
2: (laughs) And so I was bored one day and I was like, man, it would be really funny if I just sent a survey to all of these people I've ever slept with, including the teenage years, the ones that didn't traumatize me. And so I did that. And for a while after um, things opened up again and I started seeing people again, sometimes if they were really cool, I would be like, hey, do you want to take my survey real quick?
1: (laughs) can i can oh, i know the yeah. questions
0: let me open on right survey now. hold
2: on let me figure out which account that is was Fender. the f-
0: one of my one of the funniest days of my life i actually might <laughs> be able to find it too because i think when you were first sending it you sent it to me for like reviewing I'm or you were talking about it and i was like i have to see this survey no yeah you asked me to like review it and be like what does it be should i send this and i'm like well live your life <laughs> <laughs> Don't send it to the scary one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, man. I wish I could screen. Yeah,
1: I can screen
0: share.
2: Actually, if you guys want to see it. Yeah.
0: Yes, please.
2: Okay. Okay. So it's. Can you see it? Cool.
0: Yep. I remember this Google form. So you slept with me. I would love love to
2: hear your thoughts or feedback for my own personal entertainment. I'm bored. Call it a personal social experiment. Um, So I'd ask for their name and if they would like to remain anonymous. If I decided to make a TikTok, which I never did, where, how we met, what was your favorite thing about me? What, you know, first impressions, what made you want to have sex with me? And then I have these like numbered one to 10. How attracted were you to me at the time? One, I was desperate. 10. Wow. Goddess. Head game. One. Never got it or it was awful. Oh, Jesus. Or 10. Gluck, gluck, 9,000. You know. (laughs) Coochie game. One. What game? Ten gorilla grip. How good do you think? I thought it was fun to ask how they think they did, and that one really interested me. I'll show you the responses. Overall, how was it? One, I regret everything. Ten, please call me again. Areas for improvement. Anything cool. else you want me to know? Um, we'll just let's see.
0: Yeah, nobody else. Nobody else. Man, will see like the you, you better,
1: really so you
2: cool. To- let's see. Let's let's get some favorites. Favorite thing about me: a lot of ass. respectfully that figure was pristine and you looked mad fuckable okay dude here we go how attracted were you to me at the time the only one who answered one was my husband and that's because (laughs) when we met i was 15 so we love him for that that
0: That literally was like we love him for that that. i know (laughs) like I yeah, none at zero, none only
2: at all. That's <laughs> <all. laughs> I remember because at first when I saw it, I was like, "Why the fuck did you give me a one?" And he was like, "You were fifteen. I had, I didn't want anything to do with you." And I was uh-huh. like, "You know what? I respect it. I actually, I really respect that." Head game generally a ten. Kooky game generally a ten.
0: Anyway, so you said you identify relationship-wise, poly and demisexual and pansexual. How do you identify kink and BDSM?
2: So I definitely identify as a switch. I feel like I'm like a picky switch because it it really depends. I generally lean more sub for sure. I really just like someone taking control of me because I tend to be a control freak in my life. That's totally where that comes from. But I love it when someone takes control. However, if they have a specific personality type, I will easily go into like soft dom mommy mode
0: oh yeah now there's 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 a particular type of surrender that just can't be ignored
2: cannot i remember my first experience doing that and ah. Uh,
0: oh please please elaborate.
2: okay so i met this wonderful <laughs> man off tender wonderful man. actually i think they recently changed their pronouns to they them so they are this beautiful person i haven't talked to them in so long but we call ourselves like twins because we just had the same personality through and through i can't remember where we went for our First date. All I know is that our second date was at a sex shop and they Mm. cross dressed for the first time in public to do this.
0: That's so. Beautiful. And it was just
2: part of the experience because yes. we, we planned so it was cute. my first pegging and we planned for it. Oh. So I picked them up. They were wearing their cute little outfit and I was just like, oh, my God, you look so great. We drove all the way down south to the big the big sex shop down there and mm-hmm. we picked out a strap and a dildo and then we went back to their place and we just started making out and I was feeling very nervous because I had never like domed before like i i could get kind of like not intense but i can take aggressive yeah i i can get a little aggressive sometimes but never in like full dom mode which is what they wanted so but something clicked in me when they did their first little whimper that's
0: every that's how, it, th- this <laughs> is the story every time every switch i know especially <laughs> if they've like started their lives up is i was just like you know i didn't think and then someone just w- the whimpered at me or puppy a dog eye looked me and I found it I-, I found it deep in my soul
2: yep <laughs> yep it's that whimper every time <laughs> And it was just beautiful. I had them laying down, and we just slowly ease into it. And then I realized how great it was—just the view, the feeling of like being inside someone like that. I know it's—I know it's not me necessarily; it's the toy, but I felt it. Oh no, I felt every inch of them, and it was just so beautiful it's the first and only time i've done it i can't wait to do it again i was years ago i hope i can do it again one day
0: oh man just you just you know wave a strap on in the middle of the street somewhere (laughs) (laughs) you'll you'll have a you'll have a deep audience it's a it's a a highly in demand activity
2: i know know, it makes me wish i was still in my whole phase a bit
0: yeah i I, I currently have a regular getting pegged Mm. from person now and god bless the usa (laughs) 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 we love pegging We love pegging. Okay. It's great. Everybody do it. All the lube, all of it.
2: So important. I don't have as much experience with anal. I've been trying to practice more on myself because I have recently kind of ignited that spark of need in myself. I had a little accident in one of my recent sexual encounters with partner number one. He was just going very hard and I angled myself a little too high and we had a little triple surprise (laughs) because he didn't stop. He didn't realize what he was doing at first, so he didn't stop. So I got a full three pumps of in the asshole, no lube, no prep, but the entire week I was recovering after that. (laughs) I just kept thinking about how good that could feel.
0: It can. I, I literally was about to. I literally was about to be like, but, I, want St- "I want Stephanie to take it from here." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but it took me so. But the thing is, I will say this: I don't care how many times on the podcast because it might be someone's first time hearing. It took me so long to get to that point. And I refuse to let it be painful ever. I'm a late bloomer in life. I'm in the slow lane. But with that comes like, nope, we're going to do this my way. And my way is it's not going to be painful ever. As soon as it's painful, we're going to stop. We're going to pull back and then we'll push a little and then we'll pull back. And i was still able to like climax through all of the like trying, like all all of the small. It, it You don't have to go big or go home in that area, people. Just go at your own speed. And then when you do, I just feel like for females in general, we've been missing out like that. They've been hoarding this secret from us, Yeah, actually from humans, just in general, like we just don't talk about anal enough and anal stimulation, in my personal opinion. And that's all. I I mean, literally
2: Monday night, like we, (laughs) me and partner number one, I mean, granted, none of my partners really do anal. My husband's not a fan, which totally cool. Like, we don't really have... Like, I've never really had the drive for it before. Partner number two, we kind of just are a little shy right now. So intimacy is few and far (laughs) in between, which is totally okay. Still holding hands. Still holding hands. I'm just very nervous. It's my first, like, queer relationship. And so I'm still, like, learning to navigate that. But yeah, so partner number one and I, we were getting freaky on Monday and... Whole on sixty nine in which we hadn't done in a while. Yes, please. And he just you know, he just started people, tickling and went in, and I was like, "This is yeah. this is the best sixty nine I've ever had." Please don't stop.
0: People give people give sixty nine such a bad rap, and I was like, "Listen, I I understand the complaint. Right, the geometry requires some some mathing." right Mm -hmm. the body math has to happen yeah but it's it's worth the effort it's worth the effort you know like most of the 69s i put the work effort into were totally worth my time it's just such good access to all the different places and so yeah i've never i've never been the top person in a 69 that's not true i have one and champion champion that young woman round of applause 400 pounds 400 pounds of african fury and she just just scuba dived her way through that bless and
2: that's amazing (laughs) what well oh my gosh i love
0: that Hold on real quick. Stephanie, did did we lose you or is this just a private thing that's happening? Hold on, check in my phone. Okay. Ahoy! Everything okay?
1: So I'm sorry, my cat had a like jumped up on my oh. thing where all my candles were, and they were lit. Nope, yep, and yeah, handle it. It was just just thought my house is gonna catch yeah, fire there I come on, kitty. And my cat, I swear on my life, he did it on purpose. Like that's the other thing about this cat is I've been muting this because he's meowing because I'm not paying attention to him. And when you don't, he gets your attention in the most cat-like way, diabolical ways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just cat-like ways. Cat.
2: Oh. and she's a kitten she's a kitten. so sorry and, uh, we're discovering a lot of things as we go she is slowly she gets cuter oh, but also more demonic as the days go by she has now started sure. face attacking for sure that, oh yeah that's been fun
1: yeah, yeah. when you're <laughs> asleep yeah oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the best i'm 100 percent i
0: believe everybody who has a cat is a masochist because everybody who i know has a cat it says a phrase to some form or fashion that is like oh You know, be careful. She'll like scratch you a little bit in the face or the arm, but you don't get cut that deep. And I'm like, I want you to say that about a human being, right? Just say, (laughs) I was like, oh, here's my, here's my friend, George, you know, every once in a while, he'll scratch you a little bit on the arm or face. He's only cut me like four times. My cat's name
1: is George. (laughs) Bro, that's. And George just cuts
0: you in the face and arm and you're just like, yeah, it's great. I love it.
1: And bites. My cat bites. If they're playful bites, but they draw key, blood yeah. every time. And it was just like
2: Low key, that's, that's partner number two. Mm-hmm. They love to bite me. <laughs> I don't know if you can still see. Love. No, I guess not. But there was like a. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, yeah, right this here,
1: here. here.
0: Of- oh, I see it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was from I their birthday party like two weeks ago. They, they bit me hard. <laughs> and they just love to do that. They'll like grab my arm or like just lean into my mm-hmm. shoulder or something and just bite me hard. And I'm like, you know. I don't hate this (laughs) like (laughs) I really don't like can you can you show me a little more keep
0: that going oh man i mean i just had to get used to getting bit knowing your sibling for so long
2: <laughs> oh yeah she she loves to
0: bite <laughs> it's, like, it's you know she'll bite i guess i do accept love bites from human beings but like we said every i think everybody's got a little masochist tendencies in them at least everybody with a cat
2: yeah a little bit i definitely I do, I do. interrogate right.
0: my cat anyway okay so we got we got pegging to the old friend we other prison cat. We we've had 69 that went well with partner number two just you have any other sexy stories on your heart and soul that you want to share because i've heard i've heard plenty of your stories there which is why i'm glad you're in my life because i'm just like i love having somebody to be like here's this wild horny thing that happened to me hi
2: (laughs) so i've got two on my mind I can try nope. to make them. Okay, cool. So the first one was when I lost my virginity. I kind of, I don't know how to word it because like when I said it originally, I kind of, I realized that the wording's kind of off, but I had two sexual experiences, two consensual sexual experiences with losing my virginity. The first one just didn't go all the way in and I didn't know. Me and this guy, he was the first guy who ever called me cute. And I had a lot of self-esteem issues. He was also really cute, but self-esteem issues. My friends were already having sex. I was 13. And I was like, oh my God, it's going down. Let's go. So we broke into a building. (laughs) I mean, it's a building we consistently broke into. It was like an old abandoned, like, office strip mall center.
0: Oh, yeah, that that makes it better. We,
2: call, <laughs> we used to call it F.A. because Forever Alone was a meme at the time. And the funny thing <laughs> yeah. about calling it Forever Alone is that's where we as groups would go to smoke have sex drink do all of the teenager things but it was called forever alone (laughs) anyway (laughs) so I go there to hook up with him and it was a lot of foreplay and I I thought I felt like I felt him go in like he definitely went in but he had trouble staying hard also so but I felt so good I felt so confident he ended up he told me he didn't want to date because he wasn't ready to be in a relationship ended up dating my best friend the next day he had slept with her the night before like me and her had a agreement to both sleep with him at separate times but he ended up dating her so that kind of sucked but i went to school the next day with basically hickeys in the form of like autopsy markings like i had the y (laughs) on my chest going all the way down and then i had hickeys all up and down my legs like he loved giving hickeys so i was covered in bruises i had a gym teacher pull me aside the next day asking if i was okay at home and that was
0: i Most, most definitely Bless I that, gym wish
2: I could remember what my ex excla- like what my explanation was for that. I think it had something to do with me saying I was rough housing with my sibling who I didn't live with, and everyone knew I lived in a single household <laughs> so i
1: I don't know, and I would imagine any adult at that age knows what a hickey looks like, so they probably were like, Okay, this is not Arkansas, so I doubt well, that's obviously
2: kids in gym. <laughs> Kids in (laughs) gym saw it, and I was like, Oh, yeah, I had sex. And so that went through the whole school. I was. I was the first that one is. in my grade to have sex so like at the school everyone was pretty like pretty conservative so it was like taboo that someone in the seventh grade had sex anyway this got around to my one of my longtime friends who I actually just saw a couple days ago he was in Austin and he stopped by and visited me and we just had a really good time not rekindling but reminiscing <laughs> so anyway
0: you're of your breaking and entering and somewhat entering
2: <laughs> he approached me after hearing this news and was like, Hey, so I heard that you did this thing. And I really want to experience that so that when I get a girlfriend, I know what I'm doing. Would you be okay with something like that? And I was like, Oh, I got you. I had sex. I know what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, when and where,
2: baby. So this is literally two weeks after I had lost my, like, lost my virginity. So we go to the park behind the school, and we, there's a basketball court, and about 20 feet away were two thin trees, and then behind that was like a fence to a parking lot, and we thought that behind these two trees was the best spot to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get there, we make out for a little bit. And then he's like, hey, do you think you could maybe like go down on me? And I'm like, absolutely. I got this. I wasn't used to that size. He was. <laughs> yeah. And so I was getting nervous. I didn't actually know what I was doing. And I looked up and he was looking down at me with no reaction. And I legit stopped and said, stop looking at me. <laughs> and then I kept going.
0: Did he stop looking at you?
2: Yes, he he, he did. He was like, okay. he was looking down. And then just snapped his head back and looked straight to the
1: sky. Your Dom clicked in for just two seconds.
0: (laughs) You know what? When I was when I was like (sighs) teenager, I remember like my first blowjobs when I was like seventeen. It's actually really nerve. It's a really awkward time because you're mostly like nervous, anxious, and like panicking. But also, it's the best thing that has ever happened to you in your entire fucking life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just like, I was like, oh my Uh, god, don't fuck it up.
2: (laughs) <laughs> what
0: do I do? I
2: think that's part of the reason I find it's or I, I know I used to it's less now because I'm so like romantically feelings involved now. But when we first opened up and I was like just meeting new people and sleeping around, that was one of my favorite parts of the experience was like that newness that you don't know what they like. You don't know what they want. You're just going into it blind. And it's not as magical as when you're a teenager, but it's still has its own magic to it that reminds you of that, or at least for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, like to this day, I'm I'm never, one of the things I've maintained fascination with my whole life is like the oral orgasm puzzle will never get tired or d- never get tired i was like if I, if I had if i had my way and the time and the resources i would figure out the rubik's cube of oral sexing everyone to their greatest pleasure I, that's what i would spend the rest of my life doing easily but no so yeah I, I feel you and it's it's because my like my first blowjob giving was like it was special it was a magical time I there's a I know I've I've talked about it on a podcast before. I Taylor, if you remember what episode where I blew my neighbor is at, we'll put it in the show notes and I've told that whole story. But it's yeah been been second take ever since
2: (laughs) it's it's one of orals one of my favorite things i just i feel like it's it's a really good way to figure somebody out and what they like and because you can that's how you find out like the speed the roughness or the softness that they're into and then you can translate Mm -hmm. that into you know other sex positions or whatever else you're doing but also the satisfaction of making someone finish with your mouth unmatched
0: yep it's, it feels great every time. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, that's why I like to say I was like, there are things I can only learn about you with my mouth in between your legs. There's lots of information there that's only translatable through the back of my throat. And I also ignore me. I haven't had sex in a month. I haven't t- touched another human being in a month, <laughs> but I'm out of jail on Friday. <laughs> and so, in a yeah, month? I, I got syphilis. You listen to the first episode, I talked the whole um, talked all about it. Uh-uh. And so my antibiotics finished on Friday, which they messed up. It should have been done two weeks ago, but we're, we're almost out of jail.
2: I had that happen to me once. <laughs> I, I, had, I had chlamydia. I went in for like routine testing, came up with chlamydia, took the antibiotics, did the thing. I happened to have a gynecologist appointment pretty soon after treatment. And of course, it still came back positive for chlamydia. And mm-hmm. I told them, I was like, I just finished treatment. I haven't been intimate. They're like, well, you're still showing up positive. So we're going to give you another round of antibiotics antibiotics. I found out recently at the kind clinics, they were like, why would they do that to you? You can, you can test positive for like two weeks after, but you're clean. Like, their doctors they should know that and I was like man that was like the hardest time of my life because I was like deep in ho phase and I was like seeing a new person every other day and like I had a routine I had schedules I had pre-planned stuff and then they did that to me and I just went with it because I didn't know I was like oh shit oh. I guess the antibiotics didn't work
0: <laughs> yeah mine was like you know I test every six months all the time like the system it works the way that I have set up my sexual safety system did its job I found out pretty much right after it happened. None, I informed everybody. Nobody got it. But li- literally, I found out the day before I was going to a sex party that I was auditioning my like orgasm sounds to. Do you know how many people approached me at that party?
1: Oh, man.
0: I'm like no, I'm in jail. <laughs> I gotta wait. Wait, at least it's
1: 2023 and not 1800s yeah. where like you yeah. would be we're, dead.
0: We're not. I'm not Johnny Depp in the libertine. Mm-hmm. My nose is falling off. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's pretty much like as far as like medically, <laughs> it's a it, it's a non-event. It's just like I take antibiotics for a few days. If I forget to eat, then I feel nauseous, and then I'm done. Like the hardest part was just like the conversations with the people affected. But you know, it's 2023. Everybody has everybody that I interact with has pretty solid sexual health like knowledge and stuff so everybody was just like cool you know can we make some updates to your extracurricular sexual practices And i'm like it's already done you know that if something in the system didn't work anymore so i've changed a couple of things which should be good but That's man whoever gets that out of jail blowjob I'm, I'm happy for him <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to hear the second story?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then we'll call it. We'll call it.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll make this one quick. I feel like this is my craziest. So, like, that was my virginity. This is my craziest experience to date as far as how it went. So met this guy off of Tinder, we met at one of those bar arcade places. And we ha- we hit it off immediately. We were like great friends, but I was getting worried because he hadn't kissed me yet. And we were there for a few hours. And he's a photographer. So we went to this little pier that was behind the place and it overlooks the city. So we're on that pier. It's like midnight. No one's out except for this guy that kept following us around, which I hooked up with him later, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) not the same night, but I had gotten his number previously. And so I, man, that was a horrible experience. But anyway, so we're on this pier and we're talking and he asked me about my serendipity tattoo. And I told him that it was like, it's one of my favorite songs, but also it's a homage to like Bob Ross. And the second Bob Ross left my mouth, his demeanor completely changed. And he grabbed me by the chin and kissed me right there and said, why did you have to talk about Bob Ross? And I was like, oh, shit, Bob Ross hooking a bitch up. Let's go. (laughs) Anyway, I ended up blowing him right then and there. Like the makeout got so hot and heavy. I blew him right there on the pier. And I I'm not one for public anymore. I got into quite a bit of trouble when I was a teenager. And so I'm not really comfortable with super public stuff. I love the idea of it. I love being watched. I'm definitely in that category of like voyeurism, but I don't like it when it's like non-consensual.
1: Is it, it's illegal when you say you got, when you say you got in trouble, like it's, it's illegal. Yeah.
2: I've been caught by police before, but because we were teenagers, they kind of just let us go and was like, here's a warning, but I'm an adult now. And so I have
1: But I'm asking, is it illegal to get caught giving a blowjob in public? Technically,
0: you can get an indecent exposure. Technically, for a blowjob, the guy could get an indecent exposure charge. It's not technically illegal to give a blowjob in public spaces unless it's like a school or private property. Mm. But if you're But naked fucking, yes, both of you are going to get an indecent exposure. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Okay. So we did that. And then I had told him I'd never been to like 6th Street. And so he took me there. And we had a drink right before they closed. Because it was like a Tuesday night. So it closed kind of early. And
0: And this is after the pier blowjob. (laughs) This
2: is after the pier blowjob. And then he took me to some neighborhood, like within five minutes of 6th Street, and we just parked and we were there fucking in his car until like five or six a.m. Like the sun was coming up and he still had to take me back to my car at the arcade later. Um, Jeez. But it was such a magical night. I still talk to him on occasion. I consider him like one of my comet partners. Cause like he'll come around and then he'll go away for a while and then he'll come <laughs> back. Name for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it on some poly group before and I was like, Oh, that's definitely this guy specifically.
0: Yeah. I got, I got, I got one of those. Yeah.
2: But yeah. So that's probably the craziest thing I've done since being open teenager. I did all kinds of shit.
0: I mean, we, we were, you know, I was having sleepovers with my neighbor and blowing him with, his parents and brother like the room away so <laughs> we, we we've all been well and we you know i went to church camp i've seen some shit.
1: i have such a boring childhood <laughs> compared to the majority vast majority of the world
0: hey you look you ran yeah. you ran the church whatever i'm
1: making up for now You in
0: the church camera. there's exciting things in there maybe not like sexy exciting but
1: no not for me oh okay that's true just just wildly <laughs> dramatic. <That's>
0: awful <laughs> Oh, I want to show the poem.
2: I I fought the church very, well, I didn't, not necessarily fought, but I disrespected the church hard because like I went through all of that. Also, I was raised in the church and I was forced to go to church. But by the time I hit like, you know, 12 or 13, I kind of started to see truth. Well, maybe not truth, but you know what I mean? Just. I started seeing my yeah. own my own path and it it had nothing to do with the church so i but I was also a disrespectful teenager. I ended up having sex with one of my girlfriends in the baptism pool during a church lock in when we were playing hide and seek that oh, that yeah, was that's... probably my biggest like
0: <laughs> fuck this listen i <laughs> I, I got the first time anyone ever touched my penis that was like, not me was at a, ch- a church camp and like people were playing truth or dare. And I was a black guy wearing white shorts. So like, it was just like a group of people kept getting there to like stick their hands in my pants at, at church camp. Like 20 minutes later, we were on our knees worshiping Jesus. Right.
1: Thanks church camp. <laughs> that sounds yep, like
0: yep, church yep. camp. lock <laughs> lockins, <laughs> the, lock-ins are, the, are the exact same as sex parties it was like the first sex party i went and i was like oh this is a church lock-in just without the lies
2: <laughs> i still haven't been to a sex party
0: oh yeah we, man, I, I can i, I know some that <laughs> one every month
2: oh okay i'm like not in a current like headspace for that kind of thing at the moment but definitely down the line i want to experience it just one, at least once like that was always one of my biggest fantasies was like just a room full of people all fucking or not fucking and i'm getting fucked like Whatever's going on. Like, I just want a bunch of people there.
0: It's, it's a great time. I've been like five, six times to this particular party. I've only done anything with any other person one and a half times. The rest of the times, I just watched other people and they're having a great time. All right, we'll call it there. Stephanie, have any, any last final notes, questions, thoughts?
1: No, I'm taking it all in. And I'm and, and thinking maybe this isn't my last life on earth because I've thought that for a long time. But I feel, again, like I've missed out on so much of my teenhood because it's crickets for my <laughs> stories compared to oh, y'all.
0: You're making up for lost
1: <laughs> so
0: time, Stephanie.
1: I, <laughs> am, I am. I, it's true. Listen, listen, that's true. <laughs> But, I just feel so late hey, there's to the nothing game.
0: wrong
2: with being late to the game i I was feeling that way when I first started. I was like, Man, I could have done so much more, but then you just gotta realize that you're doing it now that's and you're having a good time and focus on that present. That's right, forget that past, yeah,
0: that's right, that's right. I- I- and that's trust right. That's me, right. My 30-year-old brain doing wild sexy stuff is much preferred. Yeah. Than my teenager, <laughs> 20-year-old brain.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, was making that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. it's
2: so not a great time. <laughs> I've hooked up with a couple of people from my past and like I just realized how this wasn't what it had to be.
0: Yeah. Now, you trust me, one one of these one of yeah. these days when we have a lot of time, I'll tell about my Craigslist encounters and some of them are just Straight up, stupid, just straight up, I was trying to dive in,
1: <laughs> yeah, you were trying to yeah, get murdered, <laughs> you're trying to get just, murdered,
0: just, just, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll get in your car um, and drive to an uh, unknown location for by myself. 19 with no money <laughs> and a dead phone
1: his basement looks safe
0: honestly that dude <laughs> fucked the shit out of me it was awesome uh, but okay. but i shouldn't have done it <laughs> it was, it was great. Uh, but yeah no it's you're not missing out there's like it's lots of stuff happened but definitely 30 year old brain is a way better time to be having those experiences
2: yeah i'm excited to be 30 uh, well
0: <laughs> it's it's a good time i highly recommend it best the fucking best you have anything else you want to add they have any socials you want people to follow you on anything coming up you want you Want cloud for
2: i mean i'm kind of still on hiatus at the moment but i do have a not safe for work twitter been a mm-hmm. minute i've been prepping myself to get back into it i kind of miss it but i don't miss some aspects of it but i'm in a better head head headspace to deal with everything i was just i was in a very dark place in my last relationship and it kind of caused me to just stop everything i was isolating myself it was horrible time we do not stand but it's it's my twitter it's underscore it's just aura a u r a underscore
0: gotcha all right yep we'll throw that in the show notes you know if you think about it and you don't want it there we'll take it back out yeah for sure that'll be cool all right well that'll wrap it up for today thank you everybody for listening we are currently Thanks, working Sarah. on switching up our you know offline situation please join the discord for updates on that we're trying to figure out if we can do an OnlyFans or a ko-fi patreon is not very friendly to the type of content that we do so we got to find a different thing so we're working on that but join the discord definitely discord discords in the show notes talk about the episodes tell us what you think ask us questions we have a form that you can fill out at LittleRenegadefilms.com little slash talk dirty to me and you can give us confessions request to be a guest ask us to talk about things we'll be happy to do it season two has been going wonderfully i'm glad that you're joining us thank you again or for coming in please if as you make more stories let us know we'll be we'll love to hear some more of them
2: absolutely Absolutely. thank and, you for having me
0: and let's all uh, blow people on piers if we feel like it
2: <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> especially with the city skyline it was very nice
1: make sure there's I, no I around.
0: i just wish there was a
2: camera around i'm sure it looked beautiful <laughs>
0: oh, we, that, that, that that can be arranged hey yo <laughs> all right bye
1: bye bye Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey, Sammy E. Casey, why don't you sound real sexy while you do it? <laughs> do I? No, why don't you? Oh, why don't I? Yeah, yeah. like okay. you, you remember how you read your synopsis? And yeah, like, oh, you want me to do it like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Genius. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey Sammy, e, Tosin Awafesso, and Stephanie S. With silent contributions by Taylor Novak. Title and closing themes by Tosin Awafesso. Follow us on the social medias at Talk Dirty to Me Pod. And for more of our offerings, go to LittleRenegadeFilms.com. Ugh.